Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Good morning. Welcome to Tuesday's 11 to 1. Sinead Brazel here with you. Did you get a gift for Christmas that you need to exchange? Are you entitled to return an unwanted gift you might have been received? Well, Fiona Conroy from Navin Citizens Information is with us outlining our consumer rights when it comes to returning gifts. An extraordinary thriller set in a tense politically charged environment. Vivaldi's Bajazette comes to Solstice Arts Centre. Fergus Shield, he's Artistic Director of the Irish National Opera. He's going to join me with all of the details. WhatsApp and text lines are open 086 1800 658. 11 to 1 on LMFM with Gilmore's Kings Court. See gilmores.ie. LMFM. 11 to 1 on LMFM with Sinead Brazel. Fleetwood Mac with Everywhere getting the ball rolling this morning. Sinead Brazel here with you till 1. Hope you are all doing well this morning. And I'm going to start off with some lovely news that I received yesterday. Um, this is from the Carlin family and I mentioned them at, I think, the start of all the Christmas festivities around kind of midway through December. They um, were lighting up their house and uh, they've called it Lighting Up the Darkness 2021. So they are from Kilcurley and they decided to completely deck the halls all to over the house and uh, raise much needed funds for a very special reason. And they've given me this lovely note back. So they said uh, that they are delighted to let us know that they have raised €8,321.38 for the Rotunda Foundation and the NICU in Our Lady of Lords Hospital in Drogheda after their Christmas lights fundraiser at their house. So Roisin and Robert Carlin from Kilcurley are completely blown away to have fundraised this amount for those two organisations so close to their hearts. They say, we would like to thank all who donated online, sent donations and donated to the buckets when they visited. It was such a joy for us to see the cars pulling up and parents taking photos with their children of the lights and the six foot tall Santa at the gate. So... Why they were doing this was for a very special reason. Roisin gave birth to twins, Ethan and baby Robert. And at 28 weeks gestation in uh, Rotunda Hospital, so they were born at 28 weeks, baby Robert, um, he only lived for just an hour following a pre-birth diagnosis of trisomy 13. 
Uh, but thankfully, the wonderful care team um, in the NICU in the Rotunda and in Our Lady of Lords Hospital in Drogheda, um, they, uh, you know, were, were just really in, in, in great care with them. And after 63 days, Ethan came home to his parents and his big brother, RJ, and he is thriving ever since then. So they are so grateful to the themes in both Rotunda and the NICU in Our Lady of Lords Hospital in Drada for their compassion, empathy, quick thinking and dedication to their work in the height of COVID-19 pandemic. Without their experience, knowledge and faith, this story may have had a very different ending. We are so grateful to our family and friends for all their love and support during that very difficult time as well. All proceeds will be split between the Rotunda Foundation and the NICU in Our Lady of Lords Hospital where they're going to use the money to provide support and comfort to families in a similar situation to the Carlin family. Isn't that a lovely story to kind of start off the morning? Um, When they reached out to me initially in December and told me why they were decorating the house, I just had to highlight it on the show. I really did because I know a lot of people decorate their houses and they, they, they do it for charity. But this was just such a special reason. And I just thought fair play to them. You know, they've gone through this really awful heartache and to be thinking of other people in their time of of tragic uh, circumstances I just was really blown away by that myself so fair play to Roisin and Robert and to everybody who visited the house in Kilcurley and that donation of €8,321.38 is huge it's going to make such a difference so I'm delighted that they've had that result and I suspect this may become something that they do every year we'll have to watch this space on that one but thank you so much for letting me know how it got on uh, this year fair play to you Uh, now uh, talking about Christmas and I know before we actually had Christmas this year I ran a competition about unwanted gifts and we got such great response from all of that but if you did buy something this year that turned out to be faulty or not what was advertised maybe online or broke you know as soon as you used it or maybe you were gifted something that really isn't you at all and you'd love to just pick something else up maybe in the same shop well what are our consumer rights when it comes to all of this. I don't know. Can we exchange things if we don't simply don't like them? I don't know what the story is. Do you always have to have your receipt? What happens when you buy online? What happens, you know, maybe if a company goes out of business? All of these things will be answered with Fiona Conroy today. Uh, she's from Navin Citizens Information. So if you have any queries at all on kind of, you know, our consumer rights when it comes to buying and exchanging things, that kind of thing, you can get in touch 086 1800 658. I have heard of a swear jar. You know, when people have a swear jar in the house and they're like, that's it. I'm sick of all the cursing that's going on in this house. Put two euro every time you say the F bomb or the B bomb or the... What do people say the C bomb? That's a very bold one, isn't it? Yeah, that does happen. That does happen in households. So I've heard of this, you know, the swear jar, but I have not until today heard about the COVID-19 jar. One Irish pub has introduced this. It's absolutely genius. We've all heard of the swear jar. People introduce this into the house when, you know, they're sick of people cursing and effing and blinding. They introduce the swear jar and they find people a couple of euro for every time that they swear in the hopes that it'll curb all of that. This is absolutely genius. An Irish pub has introduced a COVID-19 jar to find people who talk about the virus on the premises. I love this. Managers of the Alt Bar in Calais in County Donegal were so fed up with the constant chat about the virus that they've decided to put an end to it and they now charge customers €2 euro 
every time they mention COVID-19. It's just one of these things, isn't it? You know, I find I'm doing it even with friends. I don't want to talk about it, but I'm like, oh God, isn't it desperate figures in the umbrella? And suddenly you're in a spiral of COVID-19 and you don't want to be there. The jar was only introduced on Friday night by Christopher Moore and Conor McDevitt and they've already uh, raised 110 euro, which is going to go to the Donegal Hospice, which I love. They said they were joking about it with the customers that they were fed up hearing about COVID constantly every day. So they did a COVID-19 jar and the customers love it, said Christopher. So they're getting brilliant feedback and a few people, including a local councillor who've been caught, have taken it as just a bit of crack. You know, they're saying, obviously, we know COVID-19 is still there. There's no way, you know, saying the situation isn't serious, but we don't, we want to escape, don't we? We don't want to be constantly reminded of it all of the time, particularly if you're in the pub and you want to just relax and kind of unwind. It was funny because after two years of talking about it, when we introduced the jar, there was silence. <laughs> People didn't know what to be talking about. So we're back ch- chatting again about local issues, politics and global warming and just having the crack. If anyone gets caught, sure all the money goes to a good cause anyway. So that is fantastic. I love this. I'm considering using this myself, you know, a COVID-19 jar amongst your friends or people who ring you up. And it's the first thing that we think to talk about. We got to put a stop to this. I'm loving this idea. Well done, Alt Bar in County Donegal. There's Adele, easy on me. It's a song that's grown on me. When I heard it first, I was like, oh yeah, okay. But it's growing on me. I'm liking that now. I am Adele, easy on me. Go easy on me as I try to pronounce this. I've had nightmares. I'm not going to lie. I've had nightmares trying to pronounce this. It's Vivaldi's Bajazet. Yes, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. It's coming to Solstice Heart Centre this weekend. And it's very much an explosive tale with characters larger than life. This is like something that you might see in an HBO drama. And I was quite surprised it's actually, you know, it's an opera, but it's explosive storyline, really dramatic. And it's uh, going to be a really unmissable show. It's coming to Solstice Arts Centre on Sunday. We're going to chart, uh, chat to Fergus Sheel. He's the artistic director of the Irish National Opera. We'll chat to him just after these. 11 to 1 on LMFM. LMFM. An extraordinary thriller set in a tense, politically charged environment. Vivaldi's Bajazette comes to Solstice Arts Centre this weekend. The Irish National Opera is bringing this explosive opera with characters larger than life to Solstice Arts Centre and it's going to have dramatic action, musical score that jumps off the page, a stellar cast, show-stopping arias and vocal acrobatics. It is a show not to be missed. I'm delighted to be joined on the line by, by Artistic Director of the Irish National Opera, Fergus Shield from Julianstown. Hey, doing, Fergus? Good morning, Sinead. How are you? I am great. Now, explosive opera is probably the best way of describing this, Fergus, because there's non-stop drama right from the very opening. You know, we have uh, Bajazette taken captive by the ruthless emperor, and uh, you know it's really non-stop. It hits you full force, doesn't it? It is. It's an amazing piece because uh, um, there's at the centre of it there's two sort of warrior lords, Bajazet, who was a Turkish uh, um, from the uh, Turkish Empire, and then you have Tamerlano, who was from uh, the Timurs, which is now uh, what is currently uh, um, you know around Mongolia and places like mm. that. It's a sort of uh, Middle East, or, or what's, what's, the, what's the bit in between the Middle and the Far East, but the Central East. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> from that part of the world and. It's based on a kind of a, it's a dramatization of, 
about these figures. They were real historic figures. And um, in the story, uh, Tamerlano has defeated Bajazet and has taken over his house like a cuckoo sort of takes over the nest of another bird. And he's held, he's holding Bajazet captive in his own house. And uh, it's just, a, it's a, one of these political thrillers. It's like, you know, uh, uh, something you'd see on Netflix in a way. Yeah. Uh, as everybody tries to outmaneuver each other. And Bajazet's daughter comes into the mix. Uh, Tamerlana wants her for himself, but uh, Bajazet doesn't agree to hand her over. And then she appears like she's giving in, but she's in fact uh, planning to kill um, Tamerlano in her own way. So it's, it's all of this sort of action and drama. And Vivaldi wrote it like it's, a, it's, it's nearly 300 years old. It's from the 1730s, the opera. Um, but it really feels fresh and exciting. And, and I think that's what drew me to it uh, as a piece was like the uh, the intensity of the characters and the music is so uh, um, fresh and and, uh, and full of energy and, and melody as well. But overall, I think I like I think it's just, just kind of if you think of say Vivaldi's Four Seasons, which mm. a lot of people will know, the energy and the brightness of that um, is is really what you can expect from it. Yeah, because, you know, as you mentioned there, he's quite the radical storyteller. And, you know, what I love about this is there's some really strong female characters. You know, as you mentioned there, uh, you know, you have uh, Asteria, she's not uh, prepared to give up her true love. And then you have Irene, she's furious when she's dumped and she doesn't take it lying down. I think, yes. are, the, are the female characters, you know, a, a lot more smarter, I want to say, than the men in this? They are. In fact, a lot of people turn out to be different from what you expect in it. So uh, at, the, at the beginning, you might think Asteria, who's Bajazet's daughter, that she's sort of um, some meek sort of uh, young girl to be passed around between the men. But actually, she turns out to be a really interesting three-dimensional figure herself who has, you know, I suppose what we call agency now. She makes her own decisions about what she's going to do and not do. And she doesn't sort of... Uh, it refuses to be used as a sort of a, uh, something to be traded. And, and Irene, who was originally meant to be Tamerlano's wife and, and turns up, you know, to get married to him only to discover he's got a new love interest. Um, she uh, gets in league with the others to get the better of him as well. So, yeah, there, it is. It's quite, um, yeah, it's, it, it, it's, it's, it's the female characters have yeah. a lot of... Uh, uh, they're very central to the action, absolutely. And would that be unusual now in opera to see that, to see these kind of strong female characters, you know, taking centre stage, making their own decisions? Um, I suppose that's a kind of a, um, it's a really interesting question and it's a it's a debatable question. Mm. I mean, there are a lot of people who would say female characters in operas only exist to sort of be um, married off or to be a love interest to the man. But I mean, if you even if you take sort of um, more, you know, famous operas like La Traviata or Madame Butterfly or Tosca. I think a lot of these female characters have huge strength in them and, and very much are, make their own decisions about her. I mean, in Tosca, she ends up killing Scarpia, the bad guy. And, mm. um, you know, so it's not unusual, I think, in opera to have. And I think actually, um, there's a surprising number of operas that are named after the, uh, principal female character like Aida, Madame Butterfly, all those uh, that you mentioned, La Boheme, La Traviata, the title of the opera all relate to the principal female character. And I think a lot of these, I mean, all the composers, the historic, historically all the composers were male, of course, although that's not the case anymore, thankfully. Yes. Um, uh, but, you know, when you're looking back 100 years, 200 years, they are male composers. And I, but I do, do think a lot of them were kind of interested and attracted to very strong female figures that, uh, um, that, that sort of 
bestrides the stage and take take ownership of the oh, situation. Yeah. You know, as you say, really iconic, memorable characters that you're, you're, you're talking about there. And I mean, I think as well with this, a lot of people are going to be able to relate to this particular opera because there's a lot of emotional turmoil going on. And in many ways, the characters are kind of prisoners of their own circumstances. Kind of something we can relate to. Isn't that right, Fergus, <laughs> over the past two years? Yeah. Now, I promise there's no, uh, there's no COVID references <laughs> in the production. There's no... Uh, Nothing like that, but um, there. Yeah, I, I, Adele Thomas, who's directing it, was saying this to me recently that you know the the experience of thinking about the opera and coming up to with what it was going to look like on stage, uh, you know, and, and all that to happen at a time when we're all locked down and uh, we've been prisoners in our own homes. Uh, it, it is. I mean, for, for sure, uh, all of the characters in the opera are sort of prisoners of their situation, and they mm. must change the situation. And over the course of the opera. Um, everybody's situation changes and people make smart decisions and people make dumb decisions <laughs> and you can see how, how how those sort of play out over the course. I mean, I guess that's the case with any good uh, movie or book or anything or theatre piece that, you know, you want to see, you meet the characters at the beginning, but something something has to change and happen and it's how they relate to that and how they what decisions they make. But definitely they're, they're, they're all sort of trapped and, and even badges that the main character, he's He's trapped in a very physical way. So I like, was going to say, I read up about this. This is a stroke of genius, can I just say? Because <laughs> he is literally uh, kind of restrained by the set, isn't he? He is, yeah. Without giving too much away to the, yeah. the harness that he's in. And we've we've had some great fun actually rehearsing with it, where like how far he can move around the stage but still be tied up. Um, and, uh, and we've had to bring in a, a special sort of stunt director and fight director for this. Um, to sort of, you know, you can make sure that we're doing all these extreme movements, but but safely. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of interesting. Like we don't. I mean, sometimes you you'd have a fight director for like one scene, but this this time we've had him in for nearly the whole process to yeah, oversee all the action. <laughs> just to add to the challenges, because this is, you know, I'm, from reading up about it, this, I can see the appeal, obviously, in bringing it to the stage, but I also appreciate the great challenge, you know, not just for yourself, but for the cast. Uh, there are real challenges here, even for the most seasoned performers, isn't that right? Yes, uh, absolutely. I think, uh, and a lot of the, the singers, I've the six singers in the cast, uh, and they are really uh, fantastically experienced people, um, but uh, but also the opera itself isn't it isn't performed an awful lot. It's uh, it's quite rare. It's the first time the piece has been done in Ireland ever, um, and uh, it's so it's a challenge for people to learn a new piece of music that they've they've never done before. Everybody's coming to it for the first time, and and then yet also to 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 make it really exciting and vivid. Uh, in terms of how we put it on stage and the action. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's it's quite a journey for everybody. It really is. It sounds like a really great show, a night not to be missed. I wish you the best of luck with it, Fergus. Thank you so much for joining Thank me on the much. show. Great to speak to you. Thanks Thank a you million. Fergus Shield there and the show itself, Vivaldi's Bajazé, takes place on Sunday, Solstice Arts Centre. All the details, solsticeartcentre.ie. I do have tickets. I've been kindly given some tickets uh, for this performance up for grabs. I'm going to tell you how you can win just after a bit more music. Here's the script. Man on a wire. You'll see a man in restraints. You'll see drama and action and passion and all the rest. It is happening at Solstice Arts Centre. 
the Irish National Opera performs Vivaldi's Bajazette this Sunday in the Solstice Arts Centre. All the details on the show, solsticeartscentre.ie. If you'd like to go along, I have a pair of tickets up for grabs for Sunday's performance. All you have to do is text me the word opera, followed by your own details. Very easy. WhatsApp or text me. The word opera, followed by your own details. And judging from our chat with Fergus, it's going to be a show not to be missed. So if you'd like to go along, opera to 086 1800 658. 11 to 1 on LMFM. On the way, we're going back to the arrival of a new phone that would change our lives forever. But first, it's the killers. There's the killers with human. Now it's time to go back in time and it's 2007 today. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Whether you're extending, building or replacing your windows and doors, talk to your local Senator Windows dealer today on 1850 77 Temperatures 7 to 9 degrees. Sunset is at 4.29pm. Sunrise tomorrow 8.37am. On this day in 2007 Apple Inc. CEO Steve Jobs announces the iPhone and it pretty much went on to change everything at the time. He described the iPhone as a three revolutionary products in one, an iPod with touch controls, a phone and a breakthrough internet communications device. Today, Apple is going to reinvent the phone and he couldn't have been more right. And uh, today is Milk Day, created to celebrate the first time milk was delivered in glass bottles. But of course, it's uh, you know a good day to get your calcium and drink plenty of milk today. LMFM Northeast Update. No A-listers, no red carpet, no televised event. Is this the end of the Golden Globe Awards? Plus, did you receive an unwanted gift at Christmas and you want to exchange it? Well, what are your rights? Fiona Conroy from Citizens Information has all the details. That's all coming up in part two of 11 to 1. Still to come on 11 to 1, did you get a gift for Christmas that you need to exchange? Fiona Conroy from Navin Citizens Information is with us outlining our consumer rights when it comes to returning things. Plus, no red carpet, no celebrities, no televised event. Is this the end of the Golden Globe Awards? 11 to 1 on LMFM with Gilmore's Kings Court. See gilmores.ie. Now, normally at this time of the year, it's award season and Hollywood rolls out the red carpet and the stars descend to receive awards looking all glamorous. But the Golden Globe Awards, which has been dubbed by industry insiders as being the younger, naughtier sibling to the Oscars, has fallen from grace massively. I meant to bring this up on yesterday's show and just between everything that went on anyway, I didn't get a chance, but I was, you know, reaching, forgetting myself yesterday reaching for the remote to realise, oh yeah, that's not actually on television. Um, the ceremony, if you can call it that, took place over the weekend. With no red carpet, no stars, no televised ceremony. The first time that's ever happened uh, for the 79th Golden Globes. So essentially it was just members of the Hollywood foreign press. They are the people tasked with choosing the nominees and the winners and a handful of guests from various charities. Netflix even refused to allow the ceremony to air any clips from the films that were up for nominations, including Benedict Cumberbatch films, the power, film The Power of the Dog, which Niall reviewed a few months back. 
So it seems the Golden Globes has fallen from grace massively. Years of mismanagement, alleged sexist and racist behaviour by the organisers. So all of this has led to celebrities actually boycotting the event. So celebrities had kind of voiced their you know, I suppose they're just taste of the whole thing and uh, we're boycotting it this year. Um, but, uh, you know, a lot of the reasons kind of why was was highlighted last February um, and basically the big, one of the main reasons was that the uh, there was no, basically no black members in the Hollywood Foreign Press, um, the group of people who, who decide who wins and whatever else. There was also allegations of corruption and bribery when it came to who received awards. Now the uh, Hollywood Foreign Press Association did respond to the criticism by announcing changes saying they were dedicated to becoming a better organisation. However, um, talks of boycott being the reason they decided to scale back the ceremony aren't true according to organisers. So they've said that they've hold, uh, they've held this paired back ceremony uh, because uh, they were sensitive to the to the criticism that it faced over the last 12 months and uh, they say in relation to those who've questioned their ethics accepting free gifts and trips and the group's lack of diversity rather than any failure to secure a broadcaster or persuade nominated talent to attend. So take from it what you will. I'd say it could be a mix of all of, all of the above. Is it the end, though, of the Golden Globe Awards? If it is, it would be a shame because I think particularly now we all need a bit of distraction and I love looking at all of these awards, the BAFTAs, the Oscars, the whole lot of them. And I remember as a teenager, you know, I had dreams of becoming an actress. I would imagine, you know, myself getting up on the stage in a big ball gown and what would I say if I ever won? I know it's embarrassing, but, you know, yeah, I was a teenager as so I'd have a little bit of a fancy uh, plus what about the nominees you know no fanfare for their work at all uh, particularly you know the likes of director Jane Campion who was the second ever female director to be nominated for an Oscar um, she was obviously she was the also the first female director to get the Palme d'Or um, this uh, director she directed the uh, piano back in 1993 so you know she she came back she's directing The Power of the Dog and there's no sort of fanfare for her uh, the the Hollywood Foreign Press Association have added 21 more diverse members to the group and they've a strict no free, uh, freebies policy uh, but only time will tell if they've done enough for people to enjoy the awards in the future so no Golden Globes this year, I wasn't impressed. Looking forward to looking at that. But anyway, I can see the reasons why, obviously. Anyway, time to check in with more news on what's happening in the world of Celebrity with the Buzz. The Buzz on LMFM with the Crown Plaza Dundalk featuring Ireland's tallest work of art, rooftop restaurant, bistro bar and conference rooms. Wedding and banqueting for up to 400 people. The Dundalk.ie has it all. Hi, I'm Hannah. David Arquette says horror fans are surprisingly the sweetest kind. He stars in the fifth Scream movie, which is out on Friday, with a new killer donning the ghost face mask. Horror fans are like the sweetest fans you'll ever meet. You know, they come up, if some of them have tattoos with a, you know, mask on them. Like, they love the film so much, and it's just great when that happens, because you want to make films that people really enjoy. A sneak peek into this week's And Just Like That episode has dropped. It sees Carrie dip into the New York dating pool, Miranda, who has been ghosted, and Charlotte, who isn't sorry. It will be available to watch this Thursday on Now. I imagine at some point you're going to start dating again. Um. This is my first date since my wife died. What's the lifespan of an unanswered text? Right being weird. Well, I don't know how to be. Don't you have something you want to say to me? Women apologize to the whole world all day long for everything. 
Sorry, not sorry. Martha Kalifatidis and her fiancé Michael Brunelli had a tense exchange when he interrupted her during filming of an Instagram story. The pair have just come out of isolation, having tested positive for COVID-19, and tensions seem high. So we have come to Victoria Park, so... Princess I, Park. Okay, Princess Victoria Park, same I mean, people thing. People are sticklers. I, well, I didn't come want to tell people exactly where I was. I thought that would be dumb. They'll come at you for that. But, like, I just didn't... Who gives the exact How location of where they are? That's the buzz. I'm Hannah. <laughs> Buzz on LMFM with the Crown Plaza Dundalk featuring Ireland's tallest work of art rooftop restaurant, bistro bar and conference rooms, wedding and banqueting for up to 400 people the thecrownplazadundalk.ie has it all I have to say I'm very much looking forward to Scream 5 I know it might be like one film too many in this franchise but I'm looking forward to it I'm all about ghost faced and slasher movies always great crack as well they always poke fun of themselves so I'm looking forward to that now I might not be able to you know bring you Golden Globes but I can bring you the music of the films and this is from a classic it's been Bill Medley and Jennifer Warners oh it's a great song from a great movie and I actually watched um a really cool kind of behind the scenes featurette of Dirty Dancing it's a cool series actually it's on Netflix Uh, the movies that made us I think it's called and it's kind of all these iconic movies but anyway I didn't realise you know the scene where Johnny and Baby are rehearsing the, the choreographed dance and she keeps laughing that was really happening that's not acting he was really annoyed with her that she just kept laughing and the producers decided to keep it in imagine Iconic. Love it. Now, did you buy something that broke down at Christmas, maybe after only a few uses? Or did you get a gift that was faulty or damaged? Uh, or did you get something that you'll never really use and you'd prefer to give it back to the shop and exchange it? Well, what are our rights when it comes to, you know, consuming gifts and bringing back gifts and all of that? Well, Fiona Conroy from Navin Citizens Information, she's going to join us with all that information just after these. 11 to 1 on LMFN. LM. Did you get a gift at Christmas that was faulty or damaged when you open it? Did you get something that you'll never really use and would prefer to give it back to the shop and exchange it for something else? When it comes to returning things to shops, it can be a bit confusing as to what rights we have as consumers. Luckily, Fiona Conroy from Navin Citizens Information is with us to talk us through our rights as a consumer in Ireland. How are you doing, Fiona? And a happy new year to you. Many happy returns. Thanks for having us. You had a good Christmas, did you? Oh, I did, yeah. Ah, good, good. Ready for the new year and look at like like a lot of people. There's there's people that you know were annoyed. I would say you know something that's faulty or broken or maybe the wrong size or fit or maybe they receive something that they just don't really like. So what what are our rights when it comes to exchanging things? Well, I thought I'd start with the contract. <laughs> so so basically, when you buy a product or a service, you have a number of rights under Irish law, but also under European Union legislation too. And when you buy goods and services, you are making a contract with the seller. As parties to the agreement, both you and the seller have le- certain legal rights and obligations. So contracts can be made verbally or in writing or by your conduct. So, for example, a silent contract where you pay for a good at a self-service supermarket checkout. Irish and EU consumer laws only apply to transactions between a consumer, that's a person who buys a good or service for personal use or consumption, and a trader, a person acting for purposes related to their trade, business or profession. It doesn't apply when you buy from a private individual who is not a trader, so for example, someone who is selling their own car, uh, but doesn't sell cars as a profession. Or you buy goods or services intended for use in your business. 
uh, or you buy from a trader based outside the EU or European econ- economic area, Norway, or, uh, Iceland and Liechtenstein. When you buy products, they must be in conformity with the contract. And this means they must be of merchantable quality. This means a reasonable and acceptable standard taking into account other factors such as durability and price. It should be fit for purpose. So you bought it for, so for example, they should work and do what they are reasonably expected to do. And they are as described, so they should match any description given in an advert or other information provided by the seller at the time of the sale. If the products you receive are not of satisfactory quality, fit for purpose, or do not match the description you were given, you have a right to certain remedies. And a remedy could be a repair, replacement, or a refund. Contact and again, is that that maybe is based on you know each individual shop? Is it? Oh no, no. The legislation governs all uh, sale of goods and supply service, so that's all shops. Okay, so they have to offer you either a replacement, repair, or some extra or a refund. Or a refund. Okay. Yeah. So contracts for the supply of services are currently subject to much less statutory regulation than contracts for sale of products. So when you make an agreement with a supplier of service, so for example, a carpenter, a plumber, or a dentist, the agreement may be written or oral or a bit of both. In general, the terms of the agreement are what you agree with the supplier or trader. And um, the sale of goods and associated guarantees. This is where the consumer's rights are further strengthened by the sale of goods and associated guarantees directive of 1999. And it gives the directive to, to effect to the directive in Ireland. So just strength, strengthens it for us a bit. So the terms and conditions of a contract must be fair and clear to the consumer under the European communities. Unfair terms in consumer contract regulations. And the term is considered to be unfair if it means that the consumer is at a disadvantage. You do have uh, added protections against unfair, misleading or aggressive commercial practices. And these rights are under the Unfair Commercial Practices Directive of 2005. And they became law in Ireland through the Consumer Protection Act of 2007. And under that act, it is an offence for any trader to make a false or misleading claim about products, services and prices. It's also an offence to sell products that show a false or misleading description. When you buy online from an online trader in Ireland or elsewhere in the EU, you have strong rights under the EU Consumer Rights Directive. And these rights include the right to clear and accurate information, the right to change your mind and cancel, the express right to refund for delayed or non-delivery, right to redress in case of faulty goods. If you have a problem with something you have bought, so for example, it, has, it is faulty or it does not meet the description given, it's always the seller who must put things right. As a general rule, the seller must offer a repair or replacement Alternatively, they can give you a refund. If you're not satisfied with the quality of the products or services, you should return the item to the seller, not the manufacturer. You should also act as soon as you can because a delay can indicate that you have accepted faulty products. So if you notice it, try and sort it safely. Don't attempt to repair the item yourself or don't give it to anyone else to repair it. And make sure you have proof of purchase. So for example, a receipt or a credit card statement. Um, for services, keep all evidence of damage caused by poor work, for example, take photos. You may not have any grounds for address if you were informed about the defect before you bought the item. So, for example, the goods are, were marked shop soiled or the car dealer told you a part, uh, the car needs a part um, and, you know, on a second hand, but you, you, you're already aware of it, but yeah. you, know, you can't do anything about it and ask that. 
The damage was caused by your own misuse or negligence. You made a mistake when you were buying the items. So if, for example, you bought a black dress instead of a navy dress, you don't have any dress there because it's not faulty. Oh, yeah. And, you know, that's easily done, particularly online as well. You know, if you click something and you didn't mean to click it as well and suddenly it's in the basket. And I know they give you, like, ample opportunity, in fairness, to kind of go through everything. But sometimes you're just so busy that you just go click and it's done, you know? Some navies look black as well. Well, this is it. This is it, yeah. Uh, Yeah, I've done it myself. But um, in that situation, you know, you can't. The fault is superficial and you've examined the item before you bought it and should have seen the defect. So... You know, if you buy something and it was already there, then you know you bought as is. You know, yeah. You changed, particularly if it's obvious. You know, uh, you changed your mind. So the right to cancel does not apply to goods bought in store. Uh. You may be able to do something about it if it was online. Okay. So the success of your complaint can depend on a combination of of uh, factors: uh, consumer legislation, the trader's willingness to resolve the issue and the circumstances of the case itself. So if your complaint is not resolved within a reasonable time frame, or you are not happy with the response, you have the following options. So if you paid using credit card or debit card, you can contact the card provider and ask them to reverse the transaction. And this is known as chargeback. Some other payment methods also provide protection schemes. So for example, PayPal buyer protection. Uh, Out-of-court procedures such as European Consumer Centres Network for cross-border disputes only and online dispute resolution for national and cross-border online disputes. Uh, You could take a claim against the seller using the small claims procedure. Um, For cross-border disputes within the EU, you can avail of the European small claims procedure. So if you cannot resolve the problem yourself, you can contact the following consumer bodies for advice and support. And they would be the dispute with an Irish, if it's a dispute with an Irish-based uh, trader, then it would be the Competition and Consumer Protection Commission. Mm-hmm. And if you have a dispute with a trader based in another EU country, it would be the European Consumer Centre uh, of Ireland. Um, alternatively, you can come into your local Citizens Information Service. And our numbers were updated or slightly changed from oh, yep. the yep. And our number here in Navin is 081807. 6150. Okay. And so if you need to contact us, or you can contact us by email, but um, we can pass on the phone numbers uh, for both of those um, bodies and we can assist you uh, before you even go there. You know, you might be able to help you out before you get them. That's fantastic. And is there anything else then that we need to know? Like, what about, say, for, for example, somebody got something, right, for Christmas, they're never going to use it, but they might use something else in the store. Can they explain that? I mean, I would imagine most kind of retailers would be fairly understanding about things like that, particularly if they're going to pick up another item of the same value and if the other, the, the other item is in good condition. Mm-hmm. I think when you're, when you're buying a gift for somebody, for example, to those ask for a gift receipt. Oh, yeah. Um, because if you get a gift receipt, and most um, retail stores do understand that you know you might be buying something the person doesn't like, so they'll al- a lot of stores will allow an exchange because they want to be seen to be helpful and they want you to go back. <laughs> yeah. So do you know what I mean? So uh, most of them will be, but if you have something, um, I suppose <clears throat> you know you bought it yourself, and you know it might be see if it's the wrong size mm. and you made a mistake. Mo- the larger ones would actually ch- just exchange the size for you. Yeah. 
But unless it's manufacturally default or there's something wrong with it, uh, they didn't, don't actually have to do anything, you know. Okay. Okay, that's interesting to know. So uh, for people, just to remind people that uh, number, you guys have the numbers there for both of those bodies if there is a dispute there. So you people can get in touch 0818 That's the Navin office and of course citizensinformation.ie is where people will find more details. Fiona, thank you so much for all of that great information. You're very welcome. And I just want to make sure I said that right actually at the end. Unless it's manufacturally uh, there's a, a defect with us. They yeah. don't have to change, you know. Perfect, perfect. Thanks a million. Fiona Conroy there, Navin, Citizens Information. You can find so much uh, information on lots of different things. Citizensinformation.ie is where you'll find it and all the different numbers for the branches are available there as well. Uh, Now going to take a quick break and after that I want to give away tickets to the opera. 11 to 1 on LMFM. How would you like a night at the opera? It's an explosive opera, a lot of drama going on, a lot of kind of twists and turns and intrigue and passion and all of that. The Irish National Opera performs Vivaldi's Bajazette this Sunday, Solstice Arts Centre. Tickets and all the details and booking information is on solsticeartcentre.ie. I have a pair of tickets up for grabs for Sunday's performance. All you have to do is text the word OPERA, followed by your details to 86 658 We've got a few entries there already, so if you'd like to go along, now's the time to get your entry in. Just OPERA. Uh, followed by your own name to 086-1800-658 and I'll pick a winner very, very shortly. Dermot Kennedy, Better Days. You're listening to LMFM Radio 11 to 1 with me, Sinead Brazel. And I'm still caught up in the dirty dancing facts here. They were left open on my computer there after I was talking about the song earlier on. And I mentioned that there's... um. The uh, the bit in the middle of it where they're trying to practice the dance and uh, Baby keeps laughing each time and Patrick Swayze looks seriously frustrated. That actually was true. It was, you know, they aren't actually acting, let's say. She just kept laughing. You know when you get a fit of the giggles and it keeps going? That apparently um, uh, was an interesting fact. Also, I didn't realise this as well. The lift at the end, the iconic lift... The baby lift that I would love to do at some time in my life. I am going to learn how to do that. It's going to happen. Anyway, apparently one and done because Jennifer Grey was too scared and refused to practice beforehand. Okay, so that wasn't rehearsed. Luckily for her, they nailed it in one take and she hasn't done the move since. So one and done in terms of the iconic dirty dancing lift. There you go. When you're watching it again with somebody, you'll be able to throw in these little tidbits of information that I'm giving you. And you'll sound brilliant. <laughs> you really will. Now, let's see what else is happening in Aincrack. Anish, Aincrack, or LMFM. Finley Marine Shop is coming on a Vakatu Clehas Soccer Reeve by Anna Agat or David Beckham. Aaron Law Show, Savlian Gavi Lissa Shop, Hinishay Record Deal, La LA Galaxy. Dogshay Real Madrid, Igor Million Dollar and Chachten, Harkuig Bliam. Eganan, Dorogarau and Deal, the biggest in sporting history. Horla and Deal shut in the season, Nachra Beckham starting the Real. Harshay de Klehen, or Husnishay, Achkui Kinaku, Ohonik and Banished our new Fabio Capello. We winter Major League Soccer in US and Sostagrev, Imrord and Talenshin, Echach Sal Huig Mariko, Echapagus Fragoshay Sims a sport on. Nidokugrevan enthusiasm Kena, Nurahuid, Robbie Keane Sao, but Shirt Nilshekul Daho Kena on Kratur. Shine, Kraken Lake. Ain Crack, Air LMFM.
David Beckham popping up there in Ain Crack. Now back to the music. Here's Nelly Furtado. I'm Like a Bird. Hard to believe that song was released in the year 2000. From her debut album, that was just a smash hit of an album called Whoa Nelly. It's, I just feel ancient now. I can't believe it's that old, that song. There you go. More throwbacks. Killer tunes with Eddie Caffrey in the cruise later on at half past three. I don't know what the year is this year. Don't be even asking me. Because anytime I mention Eddie Caffrey in the cruise, you're straight on. You'll have to just listen in at half past three. No doubt, as always, he's got some great ones selected. Now, if you're on the job hunt today, Home Instead are recruiting new and experienced caregivers in Loud and in Monaghan. For more details on that, you can check out homeinstead.ie. And don't forget all of the details of any of the jobs that we feature and uh, that you can find them on lmfm.ie in the local jobs section. Still to come I've got music from Something Happens and we're giving away opera tickets 11 to 1 on LMFM L-M-F-M. The 221 Skoda range is now a- Sinead Brazel on LMFM On tomorrow's show I'm going to be meeting a woman who is dressing up as household items yeah, I kid you not. She's doing this to brighten up people's day and it's just great. We're going to be chatting to Taryn Devere on tomorrow's show. Plus, I've come across a really interesting study proving once and for all who is more vain, men or women. That's happening on tomorrow's show. But back to today, Jackie Mullen in Slane, you were going along to the Opera in Solstice Arts Centre on Sunday. We'll be in touch with you about how you can get the tickets. Do enjoy the show. That is our lot on the programme for today. Thank you so much for your company as always. Have a great day. I'm going to leave you with Phil Collins. 11 to 1 on LMFM. L-M-F-M. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.